here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome, welcome. I'm Mark Levin, our number, and we will take some calls in hour three. 877-381-3811. Hello. 877-381-3811. It's a great honor to be with you. As the days goes on, go on, we learn more and more and more about how our shadow government operates. And as I dig out more and more and other people send me things over the transom. I want to share them with you because I really believe here at Radio Free America that it's very important that you be armed with this information because it's your country. It's your liberty at stake. And my buddy Joel Pollack fired this one off to me. It's very, very important. It's from the New York Slimes. Dated January 27. By my calculation, that's almost six months ago. And I want to share this with you. It was written by Michael D. Shear. Ready? The National Archives and Records Administration this week, again six months ago, delivered a gentle request to representatives of former presidents and vice presidents. Could you please check again to see if you have any classified documents laying around? Wow. Asking nicely is about all they can do. Legal experts said that officials at the archives do not have any independent ability to enforce that request or to require that the country's former leaders conduct searches of the materials they still have in their possession. That is a killer paragraph. Even the New York Times is writing it. This is something I explained on Hannity last night. This is something I explained on Life, Liberty, and Levin last Sunday. This is something I explained on Fox again last week. This is something I've explained behind this microphone almost on a daily basis. Enforcement of laws governing presidential records and classified documents 
is up to the Justice Department, which has opened investigations into the actions of President Biden and former President Trump, who have each discovered classified records at their homes. Officials at the department have not commented on whether they plan to open an investigation into former Vice President Pence. This is an old article. Officials at the Justice Department declined to comment about enforcement authority. Yeah, they leaked that stuff. A spokesperson for the archivists declined to comment. William Basanko, B-O-S-A-N-K-O, Basanko, the chief operating officer at the archives, wrote to representatives of the former presidents and vice presidents, urging them to look again in light of the discoveries made by Mr. Trump, Mr. Biden, and Mr. Pence. We request that you conduct an assessment of any materials to determine whether bodies of materials previously assumed to be personal in nature might inadvertently contain presidential or vice presidential records. The head of the archives said in his request, which cover both classified and unclassified materials, but so far the letter does not appear to have yielded any significant new actions. Freddie Ford, Freddie Ford, chief of staff for former President George W. Bush, provided a response on Friday. Thank you for your note. Mr. Ford said he wrote to the archives. We understand its purpose and remain confident that no such materials are in our possession. But Freddie did not. Did not search again. National Archives is the legal authority to collect and maintain government records under the Presidential Records Act and other federal laws, which lay out what documents must be preserved for history. In 1978, Congress passed the act to clarify the documents created and used, used by a president in a White House. Got that, Andy McCarthy? Created and used by a uh, White House, White House officials, are the property of the federal government, not of the person who occupies the Oval Office. The law applied to all presidents following Jimmy Carter, but people who have studied the handling of government documents say that there's little in the law that provides the archives the power to require compliance. If there are violations of law, they can be referred to the Justice Department for action, said Stephen Aftergood, a specialist on government secrecy for the Federation of American Scientists, but NARA itself has no police force or ability to enforce its own actions. Mr. Aftergood said that officials in the archives must rely on what he called some degree of moral force to back up their request to the former officials, quote, the Presidential Records Act and the whole archival system depends on good faith, he said, Lacking good faith, the system is going to break down. Which brings up the question then. How did the Department of Justice get involved? That is, how did the Department of Injustice get involved? Well, we think we've figured that out here. Let's see here. President Biden had his White House deputy counsel, Jonathan Sue, S.U., waive President Trump's claim of executive privilege, leading to the unprecedented raid in August and resulting indictment now. This is according to Mike Davis, who tweeted this information out. We've talked about this before. 
When Joe Biden says he had no role in this, he's a liar. But Joe Biden has lived by the lie, the big lie, little lies, all kinds of lies. Let me repeat this. Joe Biden's White House counsel, Joe Biden had his White House counsel, deputy counsel, Jonathan Sue, S.U., waive President Trump's claim of executive privilege. In other words, Joe Biden said, uh, excuse me, even though Trump is asserting executive privilege on behalf of the presidency, as a former president, but on behalf of the presidency, uh, we're withdrawing his, his, uh, his, or, his motion with the court, and we waive executive privilege. So they waived it leading to the unprecedented raid in August and resulting in this indictment. Biden's Attorney General Merrick Garland personally approved the Trump indictment, as he had to. So the White House and the Department of Justice have been involved in this since day one. And they didn't even follow their stated practices when it comes to charging. Even under the Espionage Act. Now, as I've explained also, and explained again last night on Hannity, the Espionage Act is the wrong law. It's the Presidential Records Act. That's the law. That's why no president or former president, I should say, was violated. The so-called Espionage Act has never been charged because violating the so-called Espionage Act isn't something that applies, certainly in this regard, to a former president. Didn't apply to LBJ when he ordered top secret information related to Vietnam and the FBI tapping into Richard Nixon's phone in 1968 when he ordered it removed by his aide, Rostow. Rostow kept it for Johnson. Nobody knew about it. It was kept in secrecy. And then Johnson had told him upon his death to give it to the Johnson Library where they're supposed to keep it secret for half a century. So they made all that stuff up. But Mark, there wasn't a Presidential Records Act. No, there wasn't. But there was an Espionage Act. And he wasn't charged under the Espionage Act because it did not apply. That's why. When it came to Hillary Clinton, the Espionage Act did apply. Because there is no Presidential Records Act covering former secretaries of state. She wasn't a president and she wasn't a vice president. So she's no different from that colonel or that general or anybody else who quote-unquote mishandles classified information or refuses to turn it over. Moreover, she's covered by the Federal Records Act which I don't need to get into here. Now, the lawyers on TV are confusing laws. They're confounding the viewers and the listeners. The former Attorney General, Bill Barr, is an absolute illiterate when it comes to this stuff. The Presidential Records Act doesn't turn into the Espionage Act investigation. It never has. If you believe a president has information or a vice president has information and you believe that that information should be the possession of the federal government, 
If you take that position, if you take that position, the Presidential Records Act does not provide for the criminalization of that issue. Period. And even without it, no president has been charged before, former president or vice president. Well, it's because they carefully handed... No, they didn't. I just read you an article in which they've now asked the libraries of former presidents and vice presidents, please search your records. Moreover, we know Johnson didn't. He purposely secreted top-secret information. We know Bill Clinton purposely secreted top-secret information. At no time did anybody suggest that Bill Clinton should be charged under the Espionage Act. Not once I've looked. Why? Because it didn't apply. Now let's look at the history of this clown prosecutor. This guy, Jack Smith. Jack Smith tried to turn a bribery law into something broader than it was when he was head of the public integrity section of the criminal division of the Department of Justice under Eric Holder. Under Barack Obama. And he convinced a federal district judge and it was appealed and they convinced the appellate court Then it was appealed again to the U.S. Supreme Court and the eight justices of the nine who heard it. They said, what the hell is this? You can't accuse a governor who simply has a meeting or suggests that there be a meeting with a quid pro quo for benefits given to his wife. That's not what the bribery statute says. You've taken two words, and you've stretched their meaning. Eight to zero, they overruled. That's Jack Smith. Same Jack Smith, as I've said. Now the backbenches are regurgitating, and that's a good thing. The same Jack Smith. He rolls into North Carolina, again, the head of the public integrity section, which means he signs off on a number of these things. And there's Sean Edwards with his pregnant girlfriend. He's humiliated. It's also a slime ball, but nonetheless. And his wife has cancer. Elizabeth Edwards, who's no longer with us. So he wants to hide it. He puts her up in an apartment, but he doesn't have money to do it himself. So they ask donors, can you please give us some money to do this? And they do. Jack Smith has an idea. That's an illegal campaign contribution, both in the amount and the failure to report it. Everybody's going, what the hell is he talking about? Because it helped contribute a positive message to his campaign. The jury heard five felony counts, not guilty on one, 
and a hung jury on four. And the Department of Justice decided not to take it up again. Why? Because Jack Smith stretched the law again. What has Jack Smith done here? I don't care what any damn judge rules. I know the law. Jack Smith took a law that does not apply and has never applied to a president or vice president under these circumstances or any other. And he applied it against Trump. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Now, here's the difference between me and a number of these legal analysts, but more importantly, more particularly, the lawyers at the Department of Injustice. I am sitting down and going over what the law is, what the history is, yes, as a partisan, but as objectively as I can as an attorney to try and figure this out and explain it to you, and you can check me. What your government is doing is they know everything I said is correct, but they're trying to figure out how to get around the law. They're trying to figure out how to reinterpret the law. They're trying to figure out how to stretch the law and even apply another law. And that's what they've done. And they're getting celebrated and supported by Bill Barr, by other former federal prosecutors, by other television networks who are lying to the American people or are ignoramuses, one or the other. I'll be right back. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. 
You've heard of Lady Liberty? Well, this is Mr. Liberty. The Mark Levin Show. Call him now at 877-381-3811. This entire criminalization of this process was launched by the Biden White House at the suggestion of the National Archives and the Department of Justice. That's what happened. And the White House Counsel's Office got involved. And so the Department of Justice had to decide how it was going to pursue this. There was no relief available in the Presidential Records Act. So rather than negotiate further, they went black for three months. They refused to even contact the Trump lawyers and staff as they were plotting and scheming, trying to figure out what to do. And they decided to use the Espionage Act. And they decided to go and seek a warrant. A secret warrant. A warrant under seal. Which could then be executed when President Trump wasn't home in Mar-a-Lago. As the dawn came to pass and the sun started to rise. Senior FBI officials, and I'm not talking about the director, but officials on the scene were very reticent to do this. But they were pressured by the prosecution wing of the Department of Injustice to do just that. They were pressured. Why? Because they were working for the Attorney General, who insisted on it. That's why. And they come up with this cockamamie idea that the Espionage Act, which has never been used for these purposes, in cases where it could have been used, which the trigger was not pulled in the Hillary Clinton case where it did apply, that they would use it on Trump. And they knew they'd have the media in their back pocket. They knew they would have the Democrat Party in their back pocket. They knew they've had McConnell, Thune, and Cornyn in their back pocket. So not a big deal, they felt. And that's what they did. And so you have these former federal prosecutors, you have others who are also equally ignorant when it comes to this, going on and on that there was obstruction. No, there wasn't obstruction. Here's my point. If it was just the Presidential Records Act, the issue of obstruction would never come up. Because obstruction is a crime. The Presidential Records Act doesn't even recognize obstruction in the context of the production of documents. They set up a federal grand jury to investigate documents. A completely illegitimate grand jury to investigate documents. It's a civil matter. First, it's an administrative matter. Then it's a civil matter. And they use that grand jury not only to criminalize what is clearly a civil matter, but to try and destroy lawyers. They actually went to a federal judge, the chief judge in the District of Columbia, who handles all these motions on these grand juries. 
appointed by Obama. And this moron judge who ruled against Trump on every motion ruled in favor of the prosecution on the waiving of attorney-client privilege. On the crime-fraud exception rule, which doesn't even apply to this case. The crime-fraud exception, there cannot be a crime under the Presidential Records Act. Earth-calling, earth-calling, And so they created this whole separate set of rules and laws. Here's part of the problem too, America. Most of you are totally unaware about what I'm going to tell you. The Department of Justice is across the street from the Federal Bureau of Investigation building. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? The federal courthouse is two blocks from the Department of Justice. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? You've got the DOJ, the FBI, and the federal courthouse, all within a a two-and-a-half-block area. You have individuals on the federal bench in that courthouse, two-and-a-half blocks from the Department of Justice, most of whom most of whom used to work at the Department of Justice as prosecutors. Are you aware of that, Mr. Producer? So you see the incestuous relationship between DOJ, the FBI, and that courthouse. And then you have the case of Jack the Ripper Smith who thought he was going to become a United States attorney. As I dug into this yesterday and explained it to you. He was the acting United States attorney in the Middle District of Tennessee, a.k.a. Nashville, Tennessee. He assumed he would step into the permanent U.S. attorney slot. Most of these guys are careerists. Most of them are careerists. But Trump appointed somebody else. Trump appointed somebody else. He didn't get the job. And so he quit. He left the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Middle District of Tennessee, a.k.a. Nashville. He had a chip on his shoulder. Isn't that obvious? He didn't get his U.S. attorney slot. He wasn't nominated. Trump chose somebody else. And so you have federal district judges in Washington, D.C., most of whom used to work at the building two and a half blocks away from them or a U.S. attorney's office. You have FBI agents across the street from the Department of Justice. You have an incestuous relationship between certainly the Department of Justice and these judges. And so they all know each other. They all know each other. Why was a grand jury allowed to be impaneled 
in a documents production case. Why was this prosecutor free to violate attorney-client privilege with the okay of the judge? This attorney-client privilege, you cannot have due process if you don't have attorney-client privilege. You all know that when you talk to an attorney. Can you imagine your attorney is forced to turn his or her notes over to a plaintiff in a civil case or to a prosecutor? Let's say it's your, your taxes in a criminal case and to testify under oath in front of a federal grand jury against you? Can you imagine? And that's what the judge ruled. And another case of first impression involving the Presidential Records Act, where they use the Espionage Act, and Bill Barr thinks that's perfectly fine. Why? Because he's a moron who hates Trump, who was embarrassed by Trump. And I can understand why he's upset. He's embarrassed. But you don't take your disgruntlement and go on TV and whore yourself out with all due respect. And he's not the only one. And he's not the only one. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. Just not. I mean, unless you hear it tomorrow, people regurgitating it. Just the nature of the beast. Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile... My God, have you ever dealt with Comcast? We've been dealing with Comcast for the last 48 hours, haven't we, Mr. Producer? Nightmare. I'm not talking about the hardworking men and women who work for Comcast in their trucks and all the rest. I'm talking about these executive clowns. I've been, I've been without Internet for almost two days. And I think we'll have it back within 30 minutes. Thanks to my buddy Randy, my buddy Rich. Who else, Rich? Gary, whole gang of people. Maybe we'll have to move over to AT&T, but I don't like either of them. But all that said, I've been doing this show the last two days without the Internet. 
which is a life and death for most broadcasters, uh, but not for me. Then we have a district attorney in Manhattan with another Democrat Obama-loving judge. Shouldn't this judge dismiss the district attorney's case? Everybody knows it's a lie. But he doesn't. And he can dismiss it on his own. Dismiss it. But he won't. Why? He's even set a trial date for March. How's that all about? Right in the middle of the primary process. Then we have a district attorney in Atlanta, Fulton County, which is most of Atlanta. She's about to drop a turd or two. We don't know exactly what she's going to do, but we understand from the usual leaks that it could involve the so-called fake electors. She's shaken down four or five of them, threatened them with prosecution and prison time if they don't cough up Donald Trump. Really? Justice for all. Equal justice for all. There's no such thing as fake electors. I've explained this now again until I'm blue in the face. Another novelty in the law that's created by another Democrat prosecutor who will try and test it by indicting, likely, the former president, knowing damn well she'll have a Democrat jury and a Democrat judge. Wow, isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? No, it's not. It's sickening. Fake electors goes back to 1960. As was explained in The Federalist a couple of weeks back. And it makes a lot of sense. It's a close election in a state. Ultimately, it's Congress that decides which electors to choose, if any. And there's challenges, you see. Challenges do go on. And they're not crimes. Challenges go on and they're not crimes. Isn't that amazing? And uh, in this case, what was it, about 11,000, 12,000, 9,000 vote differential. And so some of the Republicans, maybe at the behest of the president, maybe at the behest of one of his lawyers, maybe not. Who cares? Who cares? They come up with, a, with their own slate of electors. I believe they send him to Washington, to the archivist. Just in case. Some of the litigation or some other decision. It's determined. Just in case. That the Republican electors should be counted and not the Democrats. Now, why do they do that? Because if you don't send electors, there's nothing to count. The archivist in Congress doesn't go back to the state legislature and say, oh, by the way, send us more electors. It's never been done. But sending a second set of electors by an opposition party has been done. It's done in Hawaii. Now, I know this. The Federalist knows this. Any historian who's worth his weight, meaning none of them today, they know it. And the DA... In Fulton County, Georgia knows it. But she doesn't give a damn. She's on a mission. 
And if she does what she's planning to do, we know this because it's leaked that they're going to shut down the whole county, the whole city, because we can't have those MAGA insurrectionists everywhere. That they'll charge him down there and arraign him and gotta wonder what Chris Christie'll say as he's floating around the country like a Chinese spy balloon. Asa Hutchison, Mr. Irrelevancy. And the other reprobates and malcontents among the Republicans. They'll go to Mitch McConnell, they'll ask him for his opinion. Ah, bah, ah, ah, bah, ah. Exactly. Mitch is an idiot. It's the Republican leader in the Senate. Pathetic. This is the best they can do? Apparently so. Best they can do. Another bogus case. Utterly and completely bogus. And then there's another grand jury in Washington, D.C. Oh, yes. Can never have enough grand juries. Ah, we're going to throw the book at him on this and the book at him on that and the book at him on this. January 6th, you see. Don't you think if they had the goods on Donald Trump over January 6th by now, that they would have pulled the trigger already? Oh, in due course, America, I'll be back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. America, Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811, it's a pleasure to have with us a senator from South Carolina, Tim Scott. Senator, how are you, sir? Mark, it's always good to be on the show with you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm doing great. Thank, thank you. You know, everybody likes you. You're very <laughs> likable. You're a very likable person. Uh, you're a very kind person. I can tell in my own dealings with you, which aren't multifold, but nonetheless. And so well, I want to make sure. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was going to say thank you. I've said this to you in person. I said it to you on your TV show, and I'll say it one more time. The thing I like about you, and I listened to you last night, uh, Sean Hannity as well, is you speak the truth. You are fierce. You are powerful. And you are strong. Well, I want to make sure I'm right. Thank you, because I may have said something inaccurate uh, when you were talking about Trump. Look, you're running against Trump, so you don't have to support him or support his views or support his, his tweets or support his positions. But I think this, this attack on him by the Biden administration, I think we should all unite around and at least condemn what they're trying to do. Am I wrong about that? You're not wrong at all. What I've said, and I'll say it again, that in America, as Americans... We need a justice system where the lady of justice wears a blindfold. I can say with complete confidence that this Department of Justice has been 
hunting Republicans and specifically the former president while protecting Democrats. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. And while we're speaking of that, what do you make of this stuff with bribery and potential recordings and and Shell Corporation set up LLCs so they're blind and millions and millions coming from the Chinese Communist government, the Romanian government, and on and on and on. And the attorney general hasn't even appointed a special counsel to investigate the president. This is a major problem. It's one of the reasons why I have serious confidence in Chuck Grassley. I'm, I'm right here in Pella, Iowa right now. And I will tell you that we can have confidence in Congressman Comer as well as in Senator Grassley to continue to do the work that the DOJ refuses to do, which is to bring to light all the evidence surrounding these allegations. That is the job of the FBI. It's the job of the DOJ. And unfortunately, they have consistently been unwilling. It's one of the reasons why I talk about protecting Democrats while hunting Republicans. Thank God for Senator Grassley. I will do it as president of the United States. If they don't finish it, I will. Let me ask you this. You uh, you've obviously decided to run for president. What are the one or two or three things that really motivated you to do this? I believe that we have to restore hope, create opportunities, and protect the America that we love. When I think about restoring hope, Mark, I was a kid that grew up in poverty, as you know. I went to four different elementary schools by the fourth grade. I want to make sure that every child and every zip code has quality education and school choices fundamental. In order for us to protect America, we have to think about two things. Our southern border, closing it down to save 70,000 Americans from dying at the hands of fentanyl because the Mexican cartels are trafficking it across our borders. And I believe in Psalms 122.6, praying for the peace of Jerusalem and those who do will prosper. We must stand shoulder to shoulder or back to back with our allies. We must be loyal to our friends and lethal to our adversaries. Speaking of lethal to our adversaries, the communist Chinese are building for war. They uh, control both ends of the Panama Canal. They have a spy facility in Cuba. They have violated the Monroe Doctrine repeatedly. They and the Russians have up to 27 independent bases of sorts in Central and South America. In uh, the Solomon Islands, which includes Guadalcanal, where my great uncle fought, they now have a deep water port for their Navy. They have a deep water port on the western end of Africa, which faces the United States. And I'm not even talking about in the Indo-Pacific, where obviously they built the fake islands. They have more ships than we do. They are years ahead of us on hypersonic missiles. They are years ahead of us on killer satellites. And I could go on and on and on. I'm not saying we're a pushover, but we're definitely losing ground in this respect. I'm going to ask you if you're concerned about it, and are you concerned enough, and I'm asking everybody this, that you believe that, number one, psychologically, we better understand what's going on here. And number two, we have to prepare for this. We're not prepared. 100% agree with you, Mark. Here's what I would say, and I say it very clearly. Only 11% of our military assets are in the Indo-Pacific. We need to double that. We need to make sure that, as I said earlier, being loyal to our allies has to include Taiwan and Japan, as well as other Asian nations, because we need a coalition on our side. And I will say that as the threat grows 
heavier and darker in the Indo-Pacific. We are the light. We are the city on the hill. We are the beacon in the midst of the storm. But our allies need to know that because the weakness of President Biden sends shivers down the spines of our allies. Under President Scott, we would stand strong with our allies and not only the things that you've named, which are numerous, but we also need to remember the Made in China 2025. We need to remember the Belt and Road Project. We need to remember that they're stealing our intellectual property and making their rise on our debt payments. We have to decouple or unscramble the egg of the economic coalition that seems to be there. But in fact, we are in the middle of an economic cold war with China. It's the retreat of President Biden, not the strength of President Xi, that we should be very concerned about. You know, Tim Scott, throughout your life, different respects, you've faced racism. And you've also faced love uh, by other people of other races uh, and religions and so forth. But since you've announced, have you seen, whether it's Hollywood, whether they're on TV, whether they're uh, and your reporters and so forth, have you seen the level of venom towards you has increased because you are a black man who is a conservative who's running for president as a Republican? Mark, the answer is emphatically yes. And the view, the ladies of the view, is a classic example of what you just described. Sitting there with Sonny and Whoopi as they talked about systemic racism and made fun of me and Clarence Thomas because we both understand that this is not a racist country, that we are proud to be Americans. We're proud of the evolution. We should thank God Almighty that this nation has afforded me, a kid raised in that single-parent household, not just to rise out of high school or to college, but to start my own business and to live my version of the American dream. It is possible, actually probable, that if you get a good education, that is your key to success in America. Mark, the thing you and I both understand and we embrace the future of America is not determined by the color of your skin, but by the quality of your education, by your grit, your talent, and your character. These are the characteristics that lead to American flourishing. We should celebrate that, not cancel it. And what do you make of this, though? The culture is under attack. The family's under attack. Um, even Martin Luther King's speech uh, in Washington, D.C., about a colorblind society. The notion of a colorblind society today is said to be racist. What, what do you make of, of uh, what I argue is this American Marxism that is sort of a, a dark cloud that's pouring over the country right now? There's no doubt that the drug of victimhood and the narcotic of despair is spreading through our country like a cancer, being fed to our children because the radical left want power and control. They do not, I want to make this clear, they do not want progress on those underlying issues. That is not their objective. Their objective is to use the underlying issues of race or class in order to amass power and control. That's one of the more important reasons why the truth of my life disproves the lies of the left. To hear more about my story, Mark, you can go to votetimscott.com. 
read about my story, make a contribution, but we are going to win this war for the American value system that made you and me possible. The radical mm-hmm. left weaponizes the issue of race whenever they find themselves in a bind. It is not about racial progress. It is about using race as a weapon for control. That's votetimscott.com. We'll put it on all of our uh, social sites, votetimscott.com. I know you have to go. Let me ask you one more question here about about this. Um, when it comes to race, don't you think Barack Obama missed a massive opportunity to really pull the country together, to get people to appreciate each other for who they are, uh, instead of building into this uh, groupism and class warfareism and all the rest that now Joe Biden has taken and is multiplied by a thousand, did he miss an opportunity to really, to really bring the country together? Mark, he missed a softball moving at slow speed with a big bat. You can't miss this opportunity. America was hungry for bringing our country together. This coalition building where we could see black kids and white kids, red ones and brown ones, as MLK spoke about, joining hands and singing with new meaning. My country tis of thee. President Obama missed that opportunity. President Biden ran as the great uniter, and he has been the great divider. I've heard more negative things about people under his leadership than I have in a long time. And I will tell you, the one thing the far left does not want a black person to be in this country is a conservative. Conservatism works because we are willing to conserve the values of our founding fathers. They weren't perfect. I know that as well as anybody. But they were to be celebrated because of the success that built the nation that stands above the rest. If we had that kind of optimistic, positive, yet conservative leadership, we would be winning general elections from sea to shining sea. It is possible for America to come together, but not because of the color of our skin, but because of the consistency of our value system that allows people to rise. Rather, like I'm in Pella, Iowa today, in the rural parts of Iowa, or the inner cities of Columbia, South Carolina, all things are possible in the greatest land, the freest, fairest place on earth, Mark. You know it, and I love it. I don't know of anybody who dislikes you, by the way, including President Trump has said some very, very positive things about you and not about other (laughs) opponents in the Republican primary. I worked for Reagan. I campaigned for Reagan in 76 and 80, Senator in some ways remind me of him in terms of your attitude, in terms of your message. Is that somebody who you uh, look up to and somebody whose speeches and campaigns you've taken a look at? I will tell you, my, my, my model for politics has always been Jack Kemp. He is such a yeah. bleeding heart conservative. He was, I should say. But Ronald Reagan embodies the enthusiasm and the optimism that is infectious. I can't think of a higher compliment from you, Mark, than to be in the same paragraph with Ronald Reagan. Here's what I know, though. Having spoken at the Reagan Ranch, 
the Reagan Library. Here's what I can tell you. I believe that if we are to have another American century, we as Americans have to come together. Not because we're looking for a kumbaya, not because we're going to have uniformity, but because diversity of thought is what led to serious debates over serious topics that produced amazing conclusions and solutions that set people free. We have redefined poverty worldwide because of the economic system called capitalism in America. We should celebrate those conservative values that make us possible. And if we shout it from the mountaintop and then take it to the valleys, if we talk about it in the boardrooms, but take it to the classrooms, if we do it with a gymnasium surrounded by our friends, but also do it in an inner city church surrounded by skeptics, we will become the dominant party in every corridor of this amazing nation. Well, I have to say, um, yeah, I have to say, Senator Scott, that when you speak and the way you speak, it really is uplifting. And that's a very, very good thing. Feel free to come on any time. And uh, we look forward to having you back, Mr. Producer. It's um, what is it again? It's it's votetimscott.com, correct? Yes, sir. That's correct. VoteTimScott.com. And, Mark, if you want to have me on every day, I understand. We'll do this again tomorrow <laughs> and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, but once again, Mark, let me just finish where I started. You and I agree on 90% of the issues as, I can, as far as I can tell, maybe 95%. But you are a fierce, powerful voice, and your objective seems to be to share the truth that you know with the American people. We need champions with backbones. Thank you for being one. I'm going to be another. Well, God bless you. That's very kind of you, Senator. And uh, be safe on that campaign trail. Take care of yourself. God bless you, sir. God bless you. That's Tim Scott. (coughs) Excuse me, folks. Cholera. uh, Who really is on and off the air. A terrific guy. And I remember the first time I spoke to Mr. Producer, and he's right about what he said. Our conversation. I said, Senator, why don't you come on the radio? You know, he hadn't come on. And he said, well, I'd like to, but you're pretty fierce. I get a little nervous what you might say to me. And I may not have a response. I said, come on, come on. Don't be don't be concerned. Come on. Now, if I were Chris Christie, I give it a second thought. Chris Christie likes to go on shows that will slobber all over him as he slobbers over a Big Mac. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com 
Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Ted Cruz will be with us in hour three. Um, fake Tapper. He's really in control over there at CNN. Cut 13 from yesterday. Go. This case isn't going to be settled legally in a cafe. It's going to be settled in the court based on the facts and law. The folks in the control room, I don't need to see any more of that. He's trying to turn this and he's trying to turn it into a spectacle, into a campaign ad. That's enough of that. We've seen it already. A fake tanker, a tapper. A sensory. So we've seen enough of this. This Trump stuff. We'll only only tolerate the most vile, hateful things said about Trump over and over again by the most vile and hateful guests that I can find, says Tapper. We're not going to allow ourselves to be used as a propaganda operation here at the Constipated News Network. No, 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 no. Fake. We heard so many of the tapes between you and, and uh, Mother Zucker. Don't pretend you're a journalist now. You're a fraud and a phony. In fact, fake... You're a propagandist and a demigod. More on Fake Tapper, Rachel Madcow, and the rest of them. I'll be right back. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Mark Levin, America's passionately cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811. Ladies and gentlemen, shh, I need to lower my voice. I have to lower my voice. Next Tuesday is the big day. Come fairly quickly. But next Tuesday is the big day. Those of you who have been listening know what I mean. Those of you who haven't don't know what I mean. So I will whisper it, please. After 16 months, the first 13 or 14 of which I've worked in utter and complete solemnity, silence, day in and day out, Weekend after weekend, 
late night into early morning. You can see it when you see me on TV. The bags under my eyes have bags, Mr. Producer. The bags have bags. Whatever hair I have, I don't have anymore except on my beard. Yes. Next Tuesday is the big launch. I've done something I never expected I'd have to do. But I felt it needed to be done. In a way in which I haven't done it before and nobody else has. You've heard me hinting. Shh, I'm too loud. You've heard me hinting about it. Substance. This is the longest document I've ever written in my life. But length is not the point, is it? I believe it's the most important book that I've ever written. And I believe it's sort of a a sister book to American Marxism, even though it's quite different, very different. Now, what we've learned here, you and I, over the years, is when I take on a topic and expand on it, and you read it and discuss it, there are copycats. There are copycats to the book now, American Marxism. Normally, I'm very critical of this. I'm not when it comes to these issues. Because the more people who are out there talking about it, the better. The country has to come first. And that's the purpose of this project. I often think, what would my father and mother say? And I know what they would say. They'd say, give them hell, Mark. Do whatever you can. Give them hell. Try to save the country. That's what they would tell me. It's not because they thought their son had all this power. It's because as parents and patriots, they wanted me to use my platforms to take on the enemy. Almost every night after my radio show, I would talk to my father and mother. My mother got ill, mostly my father. Every night. They're not there anymore, and I'm, they're deeply missed. After every radio show, I talk to my wife. She takes a close look at these books after I write them, not to change them, but she'll have thoughts from time to time. There might be a gap. You might need to build a sort of a logic bridge from one point to another here and there. Not a lot. Just here and there. And every now and then I have to step away from a project like this because it's very stressful. I'm not breaking rocks. I got it. I'm not in a foxhole. 
But writing a book is not the easiest thing in the world to do. It's just not. And you know it'll be critiqued by the enemy. But in this case, like all the rest of them, I don't care about the enemy. In fact, this book is about the enemy. And the enemy is the Democrat Party. The enemy are the surrogates of the Democrat Party. The enemy are the media mouthpieces for the Democrat Party. The enemy are the tenured teachers and professors who spew the Democrat Party dogma. The Democrat Party is the political entity through which the various American Marxist movements operate. Talking too loud, I have to whisper. The Democrat Party has never accepted Americanism, ever. The party of slavering clan, the party of lynching, the party of anti-black racism, the party of eugenics, the party of anti-Semitism is the party now of anti-white racism, anti-Semitism still, anti-capitalism, anti-citizen anti-constitution, anti-America. It's just changed its ideology, but its core purpose has not changed. I will be a horribly hated individual by the Democrat machinery, by the political machinery, and once you read it, you'll see why, by their media, by their academics, by their book reviewers, by their newspapers. Other than Donald Trump, other than Ron DeSantis, I will become public enemy number one. That's just the way it is. And the book's title doesn't mince any words. I don't play any games here. There's too much at stake. The country's at stake. Liberty's at stake. Your family's at stake. We're under attack. In every corner of the culture. And in every way. Free speech. Freedom of association. Freedom of religion. The Second Amendment. Due process. We're under attack. And we're being devoured. It's not a matter of us at the precipice. We're beyond the precipice. It's not a matter of us facing the abyss. We're in the abyss. We need to understand who the enemy is. The Democrat Party is the enemy. It is evil. It's an institution that hates the country. And I will discuss this at great length in the weeks and months ahead. Tuesday's the big day. No, it's not going to be released on Tuesday. But it's the big day where I've been authorized to put my toe in the water and talk about it in a little bit more substantive way. I know there are those of you who think, boy, you make a lot of money off these books. Ladies and gentlemen, 
if you knew how much time I put into these books, it's the least successful way to make money for me. The least. Most people don't write books to make money. Some do. I don't. I don't get paid what some of these other people get paid. I can tell you that. I know what they get paid and I know what I get paid. But that's part of the cheap shot. The more successful the book is, the more that becomes the attack line. But it'll be more than that because I take no enemies in this book. None. And I call it as I see it. It's a brutally honest book. Brutally honest. No games. The big day is Tuesday. When I can actually talk about it rather than talk in sort of ambiguous terms. And frankly, I'm hoping that we can do what we did last time. And that is try and get people from all walks of life, all corners of the country, all backgrounds and ancestries, urban, rural, suburban, doesn't matter to me. Young people, old people, middle-aged people, blue-collar, white-collar, college-educated, high school-educated, high school dropouts, Books written for everybody, except the Marxists, except the Democrat Party operatives, the Soros types. I don't care what they think. I don't care what Jake Tapper has to say. I don't care. I don't care about the conga line of buffoons at MSNBC and what they have to say, let alone think. Who cares? This is for the one-third of the American population who not only loves their country but wants to help save it. I'm no Thomas Paine. But one of the most powerful tools during the revolutionary period were his pamphlets and the pamphlets of other less-known writers, but his in particular, He wasn't a brilliant general, even though he fought. His contribution was the contribution of the word, of thoughts, of ideas, of messages. And that's the best I can do, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have the ability to fight anymore. Never really did. So I fight in my own way. One day I won't be here. One day I won't be on the radio. Or on the podcast. Or on Fox. Or on the Blaze. Might be by choice. Might be by God's will. I don't know. I don't even want to know. But as you get older... Some people get more energy. 
Honestly, I'm getting tired. Not intellectually. I just don't know how many more books I have in me. I'm getting tired. I love doing radio, never tire of it. Love doing TV, never tire of it. But this other platform that I'm talking about now on Tuesday, I'll talk about it more. I'm getting tired. And I'll do everything I can, trust me, to keep at it. But I can't keep at it forever. It's just not going to happen. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. So Jake Tapper was not done lecturing. He doesn't really have an audience. It's just lecturing. And, of course, to put Trump on there to speak for himself, he's not going to put up with that anymore. No. He's going to censor Trump. Like he's some kind of great, great defender of free speech. No, he's not. He's a uh, hack Democrat. Cut 14, go. We, um, we do have now some of the sound, as I told you, we're not, and the audience, we're not carrying his remarks live because, frankly... He says a lot of things uh, that are not true and sometimes potentially dangerous. You know, that's uh, pretty funny coming out of your big mouth and that network that you work for. And he doesn't say anything dangerous. What did he say that's dangerous? Dangerous. Now, they'll run Joe Biden with his racist rants. With his racist rants. Cringe. You cringe when you hear this guy, Biden. And they'll run it and run it. They'll bring on guests with their racist rants. Go ahead. You have some, uh, a small portion, so you can get a sense of his state of mind. We have a small portion, you see. We couldn't play him live. So we edit it. There's a small portion, so you get a sense of his state of mind. You are quite the hypocrite there, fake Jake. You really are. So you decided to play some after all. But they never have any circumspection or concerns about Joe Biden and the vile, cancerous, poisonous things he said. Hey, Jake, I have a question. 
True or false, Joe Biden was a racist segregationist. True or false? Joe? Yes, it was Joe. Not Trump. It was Joe. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. You know what I miss? I know of one in... In the area where I live in Florida, none. I, well, I know of one in the area in in Virginia too. These all night diners. I just wish there were more of them. You know, you can go and get a hamburger and a piece of apple pie, and you can't even get apple pie at half these places anymore. That's all I want, or maybe pecan pie. You want some pecan pie? No, pecan pie. It's called. Guess I'm getting hungry. Then there's Rachel Madcal and MSLSD. That's the biggest ratings draw they have. I don't understand it. Because she's as dim-witted as the rest. And she was pushing the Russia collusion stuff. I'm surprised she didn't get a Pulitzer Prize. Cut 15, go. We knew heading into this that he was planning to make these remarks. We are prepared for his pre-fundraiser remarks tonight to again be essentially a Trump They never campaign. ever talked about Hillary Clinton this way, Bill Clinton this way, Joe Biden this way. They show the man no respect. They have no integrity for their so-called profession. None. None. Just let the man speak and let people draw their own conclusions. They're not going to do that. Jake Tapper cuts him off. It's like the little weasel, Schmuck Todd, who was fired as head of Meet the Depressed. Good call, but they'll hire another Nimrod. Anyway, we're not going to talk about the climate change deniers. We're not going to have any on the program. So they're all demagogue propagandists, and they're all Democrats. Mad Cow's a Democrat. Fake Tapped Out is a Democrat. Schmuck Todd is a Democrat. It's like going to a Democrat convention. Go ahead. Because of that, we do not intend to carry these remarks live. Um, oh, there we- you go. Who's going to outdo the other, CNN or MSNBC? We're not going to. We're not going to carry it live. We're here to decide what you should hear. Don't you despise these people? Rachel Madcow has been lying through her teeth or during the pandemic all during the Mueller case lying through her teeth isn't she the one that we shouldn't have to listen to I mean anybody ever on any platform same with Tapper lying through his teeth and yet he's out there day in and day out with that drone of his there he is So we've decided not to air it live. I'll tell you why they decided not to air it live. 
because their audiences are getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and they're made up of the Marxists in the Democrat Party. Donald Trump was the biggest, the big, the biggest ratings getter for CNN. Why? Because all, all of you folks decided to watch him on CNN. It was, it was unusual, right, for him to appear there. It's not because they have a big built-in audience at CNN. They don't. Unless you're in the studio and we're talking about cockroaches. That's the only thing listening. And so they saw what a draw he could be. And they, no, we don't want people to hear Donald Trump. Just keep calling him Hitler. They'll bring on this guy, Weissman. Which cut is Weissman, Mr. Producer? He's here somewhere. Hey, Weissman, you're on my radar now. You little bastard. All those people that you got to lose their jobs in various institutions and so forth. Meanwhile, there you are. Horn yourself out from one TV platform to another. Cut seven, go. Let's jump back to your point one. What specifically was the confession? So he said, I could take these. Hold on now. So, you hear that, Mr. So, so so you can tell this punk was kicked all around the kickball field in fifth grade, fourth grade. So it's payback time, you see. I can bring these big guys down here. I can. The guy's like four feet, three inches tall. Weighs about 12 pounds. Stupid looking guy. Start at the top, please. Go. Let's jump back to your point one. What specifically was the confession? So he said, I could take these. I could take these. I'm totally entitled to take these. When you are charged with the illegal retention, take the possession, the illegal possession of documents, it is not a good idea to say, hey, you want to know why I took these? Because I could. That is not a defense to that Yes, charge. actually, it is a defense. It really is. It's a defense, Andy. Because we're talking about the Presidential Records Act, Andy. Not the Espionage Act. He was charged under the Espionage Act. But hopefully there will be a judge somewhere or a group of judges in the appellate court or the Supreme Court will have enough sense to actually read the law. And ask themselves, Andy, how come this law has never been applied to others? Hillary Rotten Clinton... LBJ? How come? And how come today? Mike Pence, I'm not pushing it, hasn't been indicted. And, and, uh, and, and Biden? He too. So, so, Andy, this is why this morning I decided to, in the middle of all these things I was doing, to post something about you. And this is why I awarded you the, well, the, I pointed you the bleeding hemorrhoid of American politics. Andy. Andy Weissman. Andy Weissman. On MSLSD today, the bleeding hemorrhoid of American politics, America. And of course, they'll bring him in. Next thing you know, they'll bring in John Dean. Oh, they do bring in John Dean. Oh, I forgot. Next thing, they'll bring in Fat Boy from Watergate to tell us, well, this is worse than Watergate. 
And by the way, where's the other Watergate guy? What's his name, Mr. Producer? The author? The one who talks like this? I don't even remember. Oh. Woodward. Woodward. Because Woodward clearly is working on a book. So he goes into hiding for a long period of time. But Woodward will be back with tapes and interviews and anonymous sources and Bernstein will be back at the all-you-can-eat buffet, of course. Yeah, you know what? You know what? This guy Bernstein is really something. And you know what? Uh, this is this is like this. It's worse than Watergate. This guy's worse than Nixon. Don't you agree, John Dean? I mean, yes. As he's choking on his tongue. That's Bernstein. Maybe we'll give him a show. New York, Mr. Producer. What do you think? Think he'd be fantastic, don't you? Oh, yeah. Here's Merrick Garland today, ladies and gentlemen. He came out from hiding in under his bed. This Bengali behind it all. Meritless Garland. Cut three, go. So, uh, as you know, I can't talk about uh, yes, particular, yes. particulars of this or any other ongoing criminal matter. No, no, we just leaked them here at the Biden Justice Department. Right, Maggot Haberman and... Philip Bump and Jeremy's Peters. Yes, yes, we just leaked them. As you know, I can't really... Uh, what? They're all nebbishes. You can look at them. This guy's a nebbish. Weissman's a nebbish. Ooh. Go ahead. said when I pointed uh, Mr. Smith, I did so because it underscores the Justice Department's commitment to both independence and accountability. Mr. Now, this Smith? is very strange, considering he should have done that immediately if he actually believed that, right, Mr. Producer? He had two grand juries. Um, they conduct investigation, but all of a sudden he decides, you know what? I had a VA moment. You know what? I'm going to put this guy, this guy in the Hagen as a special counsel. Now, of course, as I've said, until I'm again blue in the face, and I'm always blue in the face, because I have to say these things over and over, the special counsel regulation applicable to the Department of Justice, never contemplated the appointing of a special counsel on individuals who are running against the president you represent. In other words, the special counsel regulation is there, so it doesn't look like the administration has a conflict of interest. So in other words, you would appoint a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden and his myriad crimes. Not Donald Trump. Yeah, but as I told you, go ahead, let's finish up. A veteran career prosecutor. He has assembled a group. Ah, shut up, you schmuck. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Senator Cruz, how are you, sir? Mark, I'm doing terrific. How are you tonight? 
I'm doing terrific, but you know, Ted, before I have uh, dinner, I'm never doing 100%, if you understand what I mean. Now, I understand. <laughs> uh, these bogus attacks, these bogus indictments, you know, it's really quite sickening to watch people go on TV who have a legal background. Yep. Discussing the Espionage Act, my first motion in front of a judge would be, that's the wrong law. That law doesn't apply. Didn't apply to yep. Lyndon Johnson. Didn't apply to Hillary Clinton, even though she wasn't a president. And the criminalization of a records system, a records dispute, is not permitted. What is your view? Look, I think that's exactly right. And, and what we're seeing is an obvious double standard. Uh, when it comes to a prosecution for essentially the failure to safely secured classified documents, if they want to bring a case against Donald Trump, they need to be prepared to bring a case against Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton and just about every former president that's ever served. And, and it is obvious they don't want to do that because Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton are on their team and, and they're bringing this against Donald Trump because they hate Trump. Merrick Garland came into office intending to indict Donald Trump, and it had nothing to do with the facts, with the law, with his conduct. It had everything to do with the fact that they hate him and are willing to use the Department of Justice and the machinery of law enforcement to go after him and, and to try to destroy him. And I'll tell you, a big part of the reason why is, is they don't trust the voters. This is a profoundly anti-democratic move. It is, a, it is a move against democracy because Merrick Garland is doing this because he's worried the voters will choose to vote to, for Donald Trump, and he wants to try to, to, to have DOJ uh, – take that option away and you have eric holder who's announced uh after swalwell or some oh no adam schiff did that even if trump's elected we should impeach him again i mean what is this well, that's 100 percent certainty they'll keep impeaching oh. him and impeaching him and impeaching him because they have no respect for the rule of law and look one of the bizarre dynamics that happened trump broke the democrat party they're mm -hmm. just they foam at the mouth when they see him. And, 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 and it's also what justifies in their minds why they're willing to lie, why they're willing to cheat and steal, why they're willing to create fabricated counterfeit documents and submit them to a federal court, as the assistant general counsel of the FBI did in, in the Russiagate nonsense, because they've convinced themselves Trump is Adolf Hitler. And mm. so, therefore, everything is justified in pursuit of going after the evil one. And, and it really is, it, it's sad. It, you and I both are, are alums of the Department of Justice and, and the absolute corruption of DOJ and the FBI it is enormously harmful and it's sad and, and it's unfair to the thousands of principled men and women at DOJ and the FBI who want to serve our nation, who are angry at, at those institutions being turned into political weapons. Mm -hmm. Now, conversely, we have Joe Biden. There's enough predicates there to appoint a special counsel. I mean, Absolutely. allegations of bribes, tapes. Um, you've got these shell corporations, multi-millions of dollars and so forth. It's just crazy. And you know, it is. And, and what is broken in the last week is stunning. So in the last week, we've discovered there's a whistleblower who alleges that a senior Burisma executive, the Ukrainian natural gas company, 
paid Joe Biden a bribe of $5 million in exchange for official action. We're told that the FBI prepared an FD-1023, the form that is their report, memorializing this confidential informant's information, and this is an informant they had rel- the FBI had relied on previously. And then just two days ago, Chuck Grassley went to the Senate floor and he told the American people he's the only senator who's read the unredacted version of, of this FD-1023. And he said it reveals the existence of 17 audio tapes, tapes of phone conversations between the senior Burisma executive and 15 of them with Hunter Biden, two of them with Joe Biden directly. As you know, I do every week a podcast called Verdict with Ted Cruz. It's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Today's podcast is a deep dive. It is 45 minutes breaking down the evidence that Joe Biden personally took a $5 million bribe. And what is stunning and infuriating is DOJ and the FBI are stonewalling. Yesterday in the Judiciary Committee, I had the deputy director of the FBI. He Hold on, wait right there. Wait right questions. there. I have a hard break. Can you hold? Yep. We'll have you right back. Ted Cruz, I want to dig into this. We'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. We have with us Senator Ted Kennedy. Ted, you were talking about uh, Ted Kennedy, for God's sakes. Ted Cruz! (laughs) Have you ever been called Ted Kennedy before? I I think that is truly a first, and uh, I I promise I I won't take you driving by anybody's (laughs) walk. Do you remember the other time I confused Ted's? You probably don't remember when uh, I was (laughs) called... I was calling Ted E., my cardiologist, and I called you. You remember this? I do. You don't remember. It was embarrassing for me. And I said, uh, Teddy, and you're listening. Said, Who is this? And you hung up. And I called again. I said, Teddy, who is this? I hung up again. It was you, and I thought it was Teddy, my cardiologist. But nonetheless, uh, you're not a part-time cardiologist, are you? Uh, you know, only on alternate weekends. Because I could use one. Anyway, um, you were telling us the story. By the way, podcast. Why do they call it a podcast? Do you know? I have no I idea, know. I guess. Me neither. You know, you, I mean, you're a big podcaster. You should know. I guess the thing wow. you shoot out is, is a pod, I guess, that you're casting into the world. Why would they call me a broadcaster? I'm a guy. I don't understand that one either, to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you. Anyway, I don't want to get you in trouble. So, uh, anyway, so you're talking about... 
the Biden crime family. You've got this bribery. You've got you've got uh, Senator Grassley is like the most careful senator when it comes to these things. And you yep. uh, and we had to interrupt you. Go ahead. Well, he, he revealed that there are these 17 phone calls uh, that are recorded. And so yesterday, the deputy director of the FBI was testifying before the Senate Judiciary Committee. And I pressed him on it and I asked him, is it correct? that the FBI's Form 1023 reveals credible evidence that the President of the United States, Joe Biden, accepted a $5 million bribe from a foreign national. And the FBI refused to answer. I said, will you give the Senate Judiciary Committee the FD 1023 so we can examine it? He refused to answer. I asked, is it true that there are 17 voice recordings? He refused to answer. I asked, does the FBI possess the 17 voice recordings? He refused to answer. I asked, will the FBI give to the Senate Judiciary Committee those 17 voice recordings? He refused to answer. And, and the infuriating thing, Mark, and you know this well, there's no legal barrier to his answering my questions. He's not mm-hmm. prohibited from doing so. He just chose not to. He just smugly sat there and said, I'm not going to answer your questions. And it's because the leadership at the FBI has convinced themselves that they are utterly unaccountable, that they owe nothing to Congress, they owe nothing to the American people, that they are above reproach. And, and that arrogance, that they happily are stonewalling for Joe Biden and the White House and covering up what is now serious and growing evidence of official corruption by Joe Biden. And you're so right about this. I mean, where does an agency of the government, I don't care what they are called, get away with this? I mean, if you don't have congressional oversight, then you don't have anything. Then you have an all-power executive. Same with these executive orders. Same with these indictments. Uh, They're answerable to nobody. At least that's what they think. And do you think in some ways, as I do, but you don't have to agree with me, that we live in a post-constitutional America it, absolutely. Look, 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 this administration doesn't care what the Constitution provides. You look at the leftists that they're confirming to, to the federal court. Today, these Senate Democrats confirmed a judge in New York, a guy named Dale Ho, who, who said he described himself as a, quote, wild-eyed liberal, wild-eyed leftist, who, wake, who, who sees discrimination everywhere he looks. He also described how he wakes up every day motivated by his hatred for conservatives. And, you know, I, I asked my colleagues on Judiciary Committee, I said, look, there, there are actually some Republicans in New York. If you're a Republican and you end up in this judge's court, how can you possibly feel you can get a fair shake if he's told you he got up that morning motivated by his hatred for conservatives? Well, the mm-hmm. Senate Democrats just rubber stamped the nomination, and he's now a federal judge in New York, thanks to Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden. That is, that is amazing. Um, were, were there any Democrats who voted against this guy? Joe Manchin was the only one. One Democrat. One. They pretend to have moderates in there. There aren't any moderates there, are there? Uh, that the, the, they have. There are no moderates left, and. Mm. It's it was a reaction to Trump. I mean, they have handed the agenda over to the extremes in in, in the party. And 
you know, you look at this Trump indictment, and, and sadly you have to say which Trump indictment, because there are now two Trump indictments, mm-hmm. like there were two Trump impeachments, there may be more Trump indictments, and, and it is their hatred in their mind justifies anything they want to do. And look, my view, we've gone over 200 years in our nation's history, we've never had a former president indicted. Banana republics indict and prosecute their predecessors. The United States doesn't. And I think the threshold to prosecute a president or a former president should be very high, exceptionally high. But you know what would clear that threshold? Credible evidence that the president accepted a $5 million bribe from a foreign national. Mm -hmm. As you know, as your listeners know, the Constitution explicitly specifies bribery as one of the grounds for impeachment, treason, bribery, other high crimes or misdemeanors. And if Joe Biden is guilty of this, he should be impeached. He should be removed from office. He should be prosecuted and he should go to prison. And by the way, you and I don't know if he's guilty of this, but the one person who does know is Joe Biden. And if he's innocent, he should call for the release of the 1023. He should call for the release of the 17 audio recordings because he should want to clear his name and prove he's innocent. He's does he act like that. an innocent he, man? Of course not. He laughs and says, where's the money? Which, by the way, is the same thing Al Capone said. <laughs> and he, yeah. he, he knows the corporate me- media will cover up for him. All of the corporate media has completely ignored this story. They do not want the American people to know. And so the Democrats and the FBI and DOJ are all happy stonewalling for him because they know the media refuses to do its job. Mm -hmm. You don't have to name the Republican senator or senators. Did any of these Republicans on uh, the Senate vote for that guy you were just talking about who said he hates conservatives? So thankfully, no, we held all Republicans together, which means just one more Democrat. If they'd flipped, we would have defeated this judge. Mm -hmm. But we we also have we're in the process of taking up another judge uh, who is a woman who said at Princeton University, police officers kill an unarmed black man every single day, Mm -hmm. which is a flat out lie. It is wildly untrue. It bears no resemblance to the truth. All the police groups have come out against her, the Fraternal Order of Police. She is the most anti-police judicial nominee Joe Biden's put forward. And what happened? The Democrats, again, party line, voted voted for cloture, voted to move, move her nomination forward. You know, it's very different than the Republican Party, isn't it? These people really do not think for themselves, whether it's in the House yeah. or the Senate, whether it's now or 20 years ago the republicans are all over the map uh good bad and indifferent but the democrats are all one way you know obviously you see that do you find that incredibly frustrating it is bizarre and and it's just they're collectivists they believe in following orders and they just follow orders mindlessly i i have turn to my judiciary colleagues over and over again. I'm like, what is wrong with you? You're you're voting for people who are true zealots in judiciary. Two other judges we haven't voted for on the Senate floor yet, but two other judicial nominees. One is a woman out of Washington state who didn't know what Article 5 of the Constitution is. That's how you amend the Constitution. And even worse, she didn't know what Article 2 of the Constitution (laughs) is, which establishes the presidency and the executive branch. 
She, by the way, is nominated to be an Article Three judge. I assume she doesn't know what that is either. Mm-hmm. Every Democrat on judiciary voted for her. And then there's another judge nominated in California who wrote an academic white paper arguing that convicted sex offenders, pedophiles, should be allowed to live next door to elementary schools and daycare centers. And I mean, I put the quote up in the committee and I said, look, I don't care how blue your state is. Maybe it's New York or or California or Vermont. I promise you, if you ask your constituents, should pedophiles live next to a daycare center? They're going to say, hell no. And yet every one of the Democrats like Lemmings just says we we will follow orders. And they all voted for on the committee. Your election is up, right? Yes, I am running for re-election in 2024, and we're expecting a serious fight. Mm-hmm. Chuck Schumer has said I'm the number one target for him and for the Democrats of a Republican they want to take out. My last re-elect in 2018 at the time was the most expensive Senate race in U.S. history. We were outraised and outspent three to one. The Democrats more than doubled Democrat turnout in the state of Texas. They drove it from 1.8 million to 4 million. We leaned in, we saw that, and we drove Republican turnout from 2.8 million to 4.2 million. But I won by 0.2, 200,000 votes at a more than 8 million votes cast, a 2.6% margin. They've made clear they're going to spend $100 million coming after me. And so I want to ask your listeners. Go to TedCruz.org, TedCruz.org, TedCruz.org. we got to have the resources to defend Texas and to stand up to the wild-eyed leftists that are trying to take me out. Let's make sure that's on all our social sites, Mr. Producer. And you are going to need to be on this show more often. I'm just saying, Ted, as a practical matter. And um, who does it look like they want to run against you? Do you know? So the likely nominee is a guy named Colin Allred, who is a congressman from Dallas. He was elected in 2018. He's a former NFL player. He's very, very liberal. His first four years in Congress, he voted 100 percent with Nancy Pelosi, literally did not deviate on a single vote. Talk about obeying orders. It was as if he walked in, handed his voting card to Pelosi and just went home and said, you know, when you're voting, whatever's good for San Francisco, that's what Dallas, Texas wants, too. Uh, that's who they they propped up in the first 36 hours he's in the race. He has raised over two million dollars. And, and look, at some level, it's not rocket science. If you're a Democrat after Donald Trump, there is no one in the country you want to beat more than me. And, and so every socialist in New York or Chicago and San Francisco, they're going online and giving to all red, which is why we need. We need freedom-loving Americans to say, listen, do you want a senator who fights to defend you, who fights to hold the FBI and the DOJ accountable, who fights to defend the Constitution? Because I can tell you the Democrats sure want to get me out of the Senate because I'm leading the fight against what they're doing. That would be such a disaster. Such a disaster. So we're going to keep an eye on this more than we have, and uh, we'll have you back. It is a very real and very serious race. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And so if people want to support you again, where do they go? The website is tedcruz.org, tedcruz.org. All right, Ted Cruz, we're all for you, buddy. We'll keep an eye on this. Thank you, and take care of yourself. Thank you, my friend. God bless.
And God bless you, too. There is no way in hell that we could not defend Ted Cruz and his reelection here. No way in hell. He's got to win. What's that site again, Mr. Producer? Yeah. That's simple. No, no. Did we write it down? Are we putting it on our uh, website? It is TedCruz.org. There you go. TedCruz.org. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Mr. Producer, to whom shall I speak? Go. Ed, 8.70 a.m., the answer. Ed, go. Oh, man, one of my best best birthday gifts ever. I get to talk to the great one. It's your birthday? How old are you, Ed? It is. I am 69 today. Well, congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. I yes. just wanted to say, I just wanted to urge everybody that all this going on is like prodding from the left. If you If you think about it, back in the past, Back, back in the past three years, we've been tempted to react. All of this, you know, the Chinese flying their jet planes in front of our planes and the ships and all that. It's all a uh, temptation for us to react violently. Everyone has to learn, if they're not already, to stay calm. Because that's now, what Sometimes we need does. to react violently. That's true. This is true. But Particularly you, if the Chinese are... Threatening our air force, threatening our ships, including the Iranians. Sometimes we have to react violently, at least to them. Happy birthday to you, Ed. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters and emergency personnel, truck drivers, freedom fighters in Taiwan and Ukraine, and you, the great American people. Thank you, and I'll see you tomorrow. 